Hello, everyone. Welcome to our show today. My name is John Drummond, or Yang Haowen. Hello, 大家好，欢迎各位再度来到 Angie 英文。我是 Angela. We have a great episode for you today with my new friend Chase, who's known around the professional community as Chase W. Nelson. 是的，今天我们邀请到的美籍来宾 Chase 非常特别哦。他除了是位科学研究学者以外，也会唱歌，甚至呢还有跟我们中研院院士李文雄共事过。My guest today is American and has been living in Taiwan for a few years now. He is a scientist, a research fellow, a singer, and so much more. So everyone, please welcome my new friend Chase. Hi, great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, Chase. It was so funny because right here in real time, we just confirmed that we have a wonderful mutual friend, Paul, who's been on the show. Paul Whiteley. Paul、yes. Whiteley. What a breath of fresh air he is, and I can feel you are as well. And、oh. I'm so so glad that we could connect. I harassed you on LinkedIn. <laughs> yes, indeed. I was very happy to be harassed <laughs> in that way. Yes. Yeah, I've just seen you. You've been so active in the science fields. You're、mm-hmm. t- you're so focused on COVID right now and and、mm-hmm. safe practices. And、mm-hmm. you are an incredibly talented singer. And you're you're trying to really stay away from viral. Yeah, you, you know, you like, know. <laughs> if I was the last person in the world to get COVID,、yeah. I wouldn't be disappointed. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> That's okay. There we go. So we have so much to dive into today.、Great. But I was hoping you could kind of give us a high level of who is the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> well,、um, thank you so much for that kind introduction. And、um, I'm from Holland, Michigan, originally. Grew up in that town, surrounded by the lakes of Michigan. Beautiful area that I only really appreciated after I left.、Uh, the nature is wonderful. I went to college in Oberlin, Ohio, and I went there because there was a combination of music and science. Because、uh, that that college really excelled in both of them, so I did biology and some singing and saxophone in college, and then I went to the University of South Carolina for my grad school, where I got a PhD in virus evolution. After that, I did a couple of postdocs,、uh, New York City, and then Taiwan. I worked at Zhongyan Yuan Academia Sinica with Li Wenxiong. What an incredible resume! And <laughs> Chase, it's so cool because you you said so beautifully. You're at the intersection of your passion for music and your passion for science.、Mm. Two things I love, and really, you're doing it from an academic standpoint、mm. and a passion. And so, I was hoping we could dive in to start maybe with what is kind of your music. Career and、uh-huh. interests, and how that's actually tying right now into so much, so much of your your research and your passion for helping people understand more about COVID and how to protect. Yeah. So, as you say, as a singer, keeping my instrument in good health and good condition is、um, sort of a. Not, a passion, an obsession, perhaps of mine, and so yeah, I've always been really hyper aware of how to keep keep my voice healthy because unlike say a saxophonist, where your instrument's in a box, our instrument is in the shell of our body, and and you know something like a respiratory virus can really affect that. So I've always been interested in singing.、Um, in college, I finally dawned on me, oh, you know. I don't have to be born knowing how to sing. I can actually take lessons and and maybe learn a little bit. And so, even though I couldn't sing as a kid, or I thought I couldn't, I was able to learn and slowly, slowly, slowly build a technique.、Uh, 
Um, and that led to some opportunities in musical theater, musicals like Spring Awakening and Godspell and Into the Woods, you know, some of these, mm. some, some of the Sondheim stuff, newer stuff. Um, and that sort of started happening right before grad school and during grad school. So that uh, musical life, I mean, I've done a few semi-professional things, but it's not like the vocation. It doesn't support me, but it nevertheless is a very serious part of my life that I pursue with, with great passion. So I'm still taking lessons, and um, that's sort of been with me ever since. I just can feel it's, it's ringing true to who you are, mm. and it ties so nicely, as you said, into your vocation now, which is as a scientist, right? Is that an official title I could? Yeah, I'm research fellow. Research at, fellow. Um, well, work for the American government, but I so all views my own. <laughs> yeah, I must say. There, yeah, good disclosure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So a research fellow, and as someone who cares so deeply about the science and the research, mm-hmm. you're really focused right now on how to protect people from COVID and really help them understand a little bit more about this mythical creature that yeah. is COVID, right? Right, exactly. So like I said, my PhD is in virus evolution. So I've always been focused more on the genes of the virus and how mutations are uh, accumulating and maybe how viruses you know, might uh, evolve to escape immunity or escape vaccines, things like that. But of course, COVID COVID-19 affects, it's the most important virus in the world, right? I mean, it's hard to deny that it it has affected more people than anything else, especially right now. And so to me, part of my, it was just a natural outgrowth of my interest to, to really stay on top of what was happening with COVID. And specifically in Taiwan, um, as a data analyst, because another big part of my, my career is is data analysis, data science, technically my my title is bioinformatics. That's that's the name of my field. Great. Love bioinformatics. That. Love bioinformatics, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which means I don't do real biology. I, <laughs> right? I, I, just I get sit, all the data points. <laughs> exactly. I sit in front of a computer. That you know, I did real biology for a while, and that wasn't my favorite, <laughs> to say the least. Love it. So yeah, it's it's just been a personal passion and interest of mine, especially because as a resident of Taiwan, I want to understand what is happening here. I want to understand the numbers and the outbreak mm-hmm. and how to protect myself. I believe a lot of what you've been uncovering and what you've been working with some Taiwanese mm-hmm. translators and maybe scientists and, and fellows, they've been working on translating your work that is about understanding an airborne illness. Is that is that something we could focus on a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So, and this isn't my work. This, I'm just summarizing really what has been, uh, well, what has become the consensus about COVID, um, specifically that COVID-19 is primarily spread as an airborne infection. What does that mean? It just means that most people catch COVID by breathing shared air in an indoor space. Anyhow, um, so, so that's really the consensus uh, of scientists along, around the world. And one of the foremost researchers in this area is a Taiwanese scientist named Dr. Chia Wong. And so she has been, you know, she's had numerous papers in, in science and other journals really uncovering the aerodynamics of the virus. And <clears throat> the analogy that she gives is uh, that of cigarette smoke. So infectious aerosol particles behave a lot because they're similarly sized to cigarette smoke. So the the sort of rule of thumb I always keep in mind is that if I can smell someone smoking a cigarette, then it is possible to catch COVID from them. And of course, it becomes more likely the closer you are. Mm-hmm. But if you just imagine everyone is is smoking COVID cigarettes, if you will, that's a good rule is in terms of how far you need to be away 
to really prevent the possibility that you'll catch COVID. That's fascinating. Yeah. And essentially, though, you can't, you know, when I do smell cigarette smoke, I try to hold my breath and I, I hate walking through it. Right. Right. You can't really do that, though, with airborne particles with COVID. Is that correct? I mean, essentially, it would be in my respiratory system at that point. Or can I like hold my breath? I hold my breath. I certainly do. I mean, it's not it's not uh, it's not in vain to do that, I would think. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, there are ACE2 receptors all throughout the respiratory and in our gut in lots of places. And so, yeah, I mean, it's it's difficult to say yes or no, because there aren't randomized controlled trials uh, answering every single one of these questions. But certainly you know, masks will help filter out some of the concentration of viruses. So there'll be a lower concentration reaching you um, in, into your upper respiratory tract. The masks also, people don't talk about this very much, but masks also keep your throat and nose moist and warm. Mm -hmm. And actually hydration helps the lining be less amenable to virus entry. And that's why a lot of viruses are more successful, if you will, in infecting us during the winter. Uh, because it's, it's drier dry. and cold, and so that dry s surface of of your throat really gives the the virus something to latch onto and, and enter cells more easily. Mm, fascinating, fascinating. Yeah. And so, thinking about your own career in this sense, is there anything you want to be focusing on right now for 2023 and beyond? I mean, are you trying to marry more of your singing career with science to help people understand more of this or where do you feel you're going with this now? That's a great question. And, and people ask that a lot, like where, you know, how, how do those two things meet? And actually they're totally <laughs> separate in a way for me. Um, you know, the singing is, I really, or at least I tried to approach it as a more artistic, um, heartfelt endeavor. I, I do get too scientific about it sometimes, mm. but, um, but to me that just keeps me balanced, you know, like, mm. And exercise. Things like this, you know, use your brain sometimes, use your body sometimes, and, and keep yourself in good balance. Um, but as a scientist, as a biologist in terms of COVID, um, you know, because I study virus evolution, I guess going forward, like you said, into the future, the thing that irks me, annoys me the most is that basically every single infection that happens is sort of like a lottery ticket for the virus in terms of generating new mutations, mm -hmm. in terms of generating new variants. So every single infection that occurs gives us more chances that we'll have a new variant that could, you know, escape our vaccines or escape natural immunity. And so this isn't a very hopeful message, but looking forward, I'm just wondering how can we lower virus transmission across the globe so that these variants don't keep popping up? Because as long as it keeps evading our immunity and every infection helps it, there's kind of no end. Now, some people will say, well, you know, nat natural immunity, if once everyone gets, say, Omicron because it's slightly milder than some of the variants like Delta, maybe that will give everyone enough immunity and it will become more like the common cold. But really, it's kind of a flip of the dice. It's hard to predict something like that. Mm -hmm. So there's more unknowns than knowns. <laughs> well, I love that you're at the forefront of it and you care so much about it. And so, you know, shout out to all the healthcare workers and all the scientists around the world. You know? The healthcare work, that's who we, I really think we need to be keeping in our <laughs> in our hearts right now. And shout out to all a, of you. <laughs> you know, because they're going to have a tough, they're already having a tough time. So it's important to to do what we can to limit spread, to keep our healthcare workers uh, from becoming too overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah, well, well said.
访谈一开始，这里我们这位热爱音乐、在美国密西根五大湖区长大的来宾提到说呢，他在大学念完生物学之后，继续深造，拿到博士学位，专门研究病毒的演化，研究这个 virus evolution。那毕业后呢，到纽约做博士后研究。最后呢，来到台湾跟我们中研院的李文雄院士合作。哎，今天这位喜欢音乐、会吹萨克斯风，然后又研究病毒的博士，感觉真的很优秀、很有意思，对不对？比以往聊这个加密货币还要有趣多了。好，他说因为爱音乐，所以基本上就是爱屋及乌，不管是乐器还是自己的喉咙，唱歌要用的这个声带呢，都会很小心的照顾，甚至也演过不少舞台剧哦。只是虽然说音乐是他生命中很重要的一部分，但说实在的，也不是一个适合的职业。所以现在就是当成是伴随在他生活中的乐趣、兴趣这样子，然后就是专心研究当前人人关心的这个新冠病毒，好让自己可以及时知道说，哎，目前这个生活环境疫情的情况到底是怎么样。这边他提到一个我觉得还不错的安全距离指标，不知道刚才大家有没有听到？好，他说他们有位研究员呢提出说，如果周围有个人在抽烟，那你如果可以闻到烟味的话，就表示你和抽烟者的这个距离有可能就是病毒还能够传染的距离。如果你再站远一点，站到闻不到烟味的地方的时候呢，那就比较会是一个安全的这个社交距离。当然，像他们在节目中聊到说，有时候你如果闻到烟味，然后常常就是会暂时停止呼吸，暂时闭气嘛，对不对？等走过闻不到了再呼吸。那如果是新冠病毒的话，闭气有助于降低感染率吗？好，那针对这部分，目前也没有专门做这样的调查，调查说，哎，闭气是不是有助于降低感染率？所以来宾建议大家还是就是把口罩戴好戴满。好，除了口罩布料本身可以有效过滤病毒以外，因为你戴口罩的时候，同时也是帮助口鼻保湿，让这种靠空气传播的病毒呢，就比较不容易进入湿润的呼吸道，进而感染人体。也就是为什么病毒在冬天的时候呢，传染力比夏天强。另外，来宾也提到说，因为每个传染案例都是让病毒演化突变，让他们可以躲过疫苗、躲过抗体保护的机会。虽然说现在有一些说法是，慢慢的到最后，每个人都有抗体，就算感染了，也只会有一些感冒症状而已。但是这种事情真的就是很难说嘛，哈。所以希望未来可以研究出更多办法来降低全球感染率，以防更多变种病毒的出现。几个字来听一下。首先，自首 post 它有之后或者过后的意思。如果想要用英文表示博士班念完做博士后研究的话，可以像刚才来宾说的 postdoc 或是 postdoctoral， 好，博士后这样。那其他相关例子还有像是战后 post war， 还有我们最近这个疫情后疫情时代 post pandemic 也都是这样子的用法。另外，这个 airborne 它指的是像新冠肺炎这样子靠空气流动、靠空气传染的意思。最后，这个片语 to stay on top of 什么什么什么，好，它原来可以指站在高处，但是在这边呢，用法是表达能够掌握最新状况。像他刚刚说 stay on top of the the pandemic, the virus， 好，就是说哎，可以随时掌控、随时了解最新的这个病毒疫情的状况。好，那我们赶快听下半段吧。
thinking a little bit about kind of your own story with Taiwan, what brought you to Taiwan? How did you find Taiwan and what were you really focused on when you came here? You, I believe you were, you were a gold card member at kind of the early days of that? Or? No, actually I became a gold card me member after that. Got it, so, got it, yeah. Okay. So that's actually an interesting uh, little journey because I came um, to Taiwan in September 2019 mm -hmm. Uh, my yeah right before COVID good timing <laughs> um, I was finishing at the American Museum of Natural History I was finishing a postdoc a three-year postdoc there and sort of deciding where to go next and um, you know I'd, I'd I had known and done work with uh, Wenxiong, uh, Li Wenxiong here at Academia Sinica who wrote literally wrote the textbook molecular evolution so that's my field um, and I wanted to learn directly from the master, as it were. So I was able to come here and, and do a postdoc with him. Towards the end of that, I had heard about the gold card program, incidentally, from a person at my gym. And so sort of a random encounter alerted me to the existence of the gold card. And I thought, well, I, I'd like to stay in Taiwan longer. So I'll apply. And uh, it, it worked out. Yeah, it's beautiful. Very it meant to be right there. You know, <laughs> love that kind of sequence of events for how that yeah. came to be. And so it's very cool now to think about. I know Mandarin hasn't been such a, at the forefront of your own life, yeah. which is fine. But <laughs> what I do love is the fact that a lot of the, the articles and everything you're kind of compiling is now really trying to get translated into Chinese. Mm. You're creating this unintentional language exchange, this beautiful information share oh. in English and Chinese. I was hoping you could speak a little bit about that. Yeah, that's been a very interesting part of uh, living in Taiwan is that I came with every intention <laughs> of learning Chinese, of course. And of course, work simply did not allow it. You're so yeah. busy. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's, I think it's a very common experience. Yeah. It's not, not just me. It's, uh, you know, people come here with that intention and whatever job they set out to do um, just takes all their time, all their brain energy, mm -hmm. and all I have left after work is, uh, you know, maybe I can go to the gym and exercise, but I can't think anymore. And I certainly can't look at screens anymore. So because of that, it's been a challenge for me, sort of keeping on, on top of what's happening with COVID in Taiwan, because, the, of course, the most informative articles are rightly in Chinese, because that's what people speak here and, and read. Um, so there's been... Me, a lot of me asking people uh, if they wouldn't mind, you know, letting me know what this word means or what this article is saying. But then I was really getting a sense, and, and there's a great community here, especially an online community like with GOV, with Reddit, with Twitter. There's a, so many great people just wanting to contribute to dialogue and to learn from each other in, in Taiwan. So I've been very lucky to get plugged into some of those communities, specifically with things like working from home with letting people know that that's important, letting people know about ventilation and opening windows and airborne spread of COVID. There's been a lot of people interested in that. And so when I was uh, thinking about these issues, I, I'm a writer, I love writing. So I, I wrote some things in English and sometimes uh, someone would ask if they could translate it into Chinese. This last time, uh, about a, 
in the last month, I asked someone else if they could recommend a translator, and they ended up. Uh, it was just so, so sweet. This, this friend of mine, she asked her dad to translate it for me, and then another friend looked at it. It was just very nice. Um, you know, everyone's willing to pitch in and just do what they can to make sure Taiwan succeeds, especially this next stage mm. as we're transitioning to living with Omicron here. Um, everyone's it's sort of an all hands on deck thing. Like you said, everyone's trying to pitch in and do their part and right. love to hear that, you know, people are reaching out to you. You're trying to find people to kind of do all this, this translation work and, mm -hmm. and really just help people understand as things are developing. Right. Yeah. And so I, I love that you guys are doing that and shout out to all those communities and, and hopefully you guys can continue, you know, fighting the good fight here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's just an amazing community. Mm -hmm. There's no other, no other way to say it. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Really cool. And I believe the title of one of your last articles that I had seen was something like kind of calling to media to spread information, not hype, not right. this, these fear tactics that go around with the, this click, clickbaity titles. That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. Could you share a little bit of kind of about, you know, what, what should media be focused on with reporting about COVID? Right. So exactly as you say, a lot of the incentive and in especially online media is a sensational title that makes people click. Um, and specifically, I was quoted some of my observations about Taiwan, specifically that um, of the 75 and older ages here, a whole 20% have not received even one dose of vaccine. So there's about 20% of this older elderly crowd that simply won't get a dose. Um, and I think that part of that was, you know, when, when vaccines were first being rolled out here, um, anytime some freak accident happened mm -hmm. after somebody got a vaccine, you know, never mind whether it was related to the vaccine or not, um, there would be a headline, you know, you know, somebody has a car accident. <laughs> Just kidding. But I mean, you know, it could be anything that is totally unrelated um, that, it, you know, the media makes it sound like it's it's related to vaccines. So I think that the media does bear a lot of responsibility um, in scaring people who are, you know, in front of in front of their TV stations or re reading their articles a lot. And that probably did some irreversible damage in terms of trusting vaccines. Um, and what I wish they were focusing on is that the risk from COVID is much higher. Um, yes, vaccines do have risks. And it is universally agreed upon that those risks uh, are dwarfed by the risk from COVID-19, right? And so there's really no comparison. Um, however, I think it's also that people feel like, you know, the vaccine is something they, they set an appointment for and there's like, they know when that risk is happening. So it's maybe a little scarier. Mm. But with the virus, it's, you know, you can kind of ignore it until it happens to you. It's uncertain. Um, so maybe that risk feels a little safer even because it's unseen and unknown, even though it's not necessarily safer. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, well said. And I think, like, like you said, the media has responsibility. And unfortunately, we're in a cycle of our evolution that it's it's you need people's attention. Mm -hmm. And so hopefully, you know, we can learn something from this moving forward and, and how we report on a pandemic. Yeah. Right. I mean, and for example, the CECC press conferences, the, the issues that the CECC, and this is true of the CDC in the U.S., everywhere, it's true across the globe that the issues the an administration for officials are thinking about are driven by what the press asks at the conferences, right? right? Because these reporters are coming in with questions, right? Yeah. And so they think, oh, that's what 
people are concerned about right now. Well, I don't think I've ever heard, uh, and I, I don't speak Chinese, but I've never seen reporting on press actually asking about, say, airborne spread at a press conference for the CECC in, uh, in Taiwan. And so the press also has a responsibility of focusing the attention of our officials on the right issues and the important things that need to be addressed, air quality, things like that. So yeah, the press has a huge responsibility, uh, in, in, in especially in a pandemic like this. Yeah, yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't agree more. Unfortunately, we are coming to the end here of NG Ingwen. But if you could go back and talk to a younger Chase, maybe in Holland, Michigan, yeah. <laughs> it's such a cool Holland, Michigan, <laughs> would there be any advice you give yourself about singing, science? Oh, man. Anything. Anything. Well, specifically thinking in terms of Taiwan, I would have exposed young Chase to Chinese earlier because mm. <laughs> uh, I think, you know, I started hearing Chinese for the first time seriously as an older adult, and it's been difficult. So that you know, that's that's one thing. Living in Taiwan, I wish I had I had taken Chinese earlier. You know, it's never too late. <laughs> we got other Next fish to vacation. fry. Yes. Next vacation. <laughs> awesome, Chase. Well, where can people find more of your life online? Maybe where yeah. can they find some articles that you've compiled? Yeah, um, a lot of the articles ab about the COVID topic in Taiwan are at Tianxia, that is Commonwealth Magazine. They can find me on Twitter, Chase W. Nelson, or ChaseWNelson.com. I'm also on Facebook, and, you know, just uh, feel free to reach out. I'd love to, love to talk to you or hear from you. Awesome, Chase. Mr. Nelson, <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend. All right. Thanks, everyone. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks so much. 下半段这边来宾提到，他会三年前刚好在疫情爆发之前来到台湾，是因为以前他念书的时候用的教科书的这个作者呢，就是我们中研院院士李文雄所写。好，整个就是很崇拜对方，所以在结束三年前的时候，美国的工作之后，就决定来台湾找他的偶像，一起呢在中研院合作了几个研究。后来疫情爆发之后，因缘际会下又得到了可以申请就业金卡留在台湾工作的消息，所以申请后也就一直待到现在。那当初来台湾之前，本来也是有计划说，哎，嗯，来了就是要好好把中文学起来嘛，对不对？结果当然是没有，一来是因为工作真的是很忙。二来，其实网络上很多社群也都很愿意跟他分享解释我们当地中文新闻的这个内容。那社群上面大家都是互相交流，一来一往嘛，对不对？加上他本身也常常会写文章发表，有时候呢就会有人帮他把他写的这个英文文章翻译成中文，让更多人知道关于疫情的相关资讯。另外，在结束前，他有提到台湾目前疫苗注射的情况。好，就是呃，大概七十五岁以上的老年人口中呢，有百分之二十的人都还没有打过疫苗。为什么嘞？一部分原因是媒体的煽动啦，好，造成了不可逆的这个伤害，这个 irreversible damage。像当时刚开始施打疫苗的时候，新闻媒体常常都会报道一些，比如说只要有人施打疫苗之后有发生事情。不管是不是真的跟疫苗有关，就都会归咎于疫苗。好，把报道写的好像都是千错万错都是疫苗的错这样子，导致于到现在呢，还是有人对于这个疫苗保持一个怀疑的心态而拒绝施打。所以他希望新闻媒体人可以好好正确的报道疫苗所能带来的益处。
那这边我们下半段有两个蛮倒地实用的片语，大家来练习一下。All hands on deck。这个用法呢，源自于以前水手出海的时候，如果出现紧急状况，大家就要 all hands on deck， 就是要大家赶快到甲板上面集合处理，应应任何可能发生的意外。所以可想而知，现在的延伸意思呢，就是要全体出动，全体总动员这样子。像刚刚来宾说，很多台湾当地人都会主动出力合作，帮忙翻译他写的文章，好让台湾社会大众呢对病毒有更深的了解。另外一个，他也有用到的片语是 pitch in， 好，意思跟 all hands on deck 一样，都是大家一起出力、一起帮忙的意思。只是用 pitch in 的时候呢，要小心，不要跟 chip in 搞混哦。虽然说他也是有参与帮忙的意涵在，但是比较像是金钱方面的啦，吼。像如果某位朋友生日，大家一起出钱赞助买礼物的话。就可以说，哎，大家，大家一起 chip in， 大家一起出钱这样子。好，那一样，希望大家都有从今天这个不是加密货币的主题呢，学到一些东西。如果有兴趣的话，可以上 Twitter 上推特追踪来宾 Chase W Nelson 的这个账号，读一些他写的英文文章哦。Bye bye bye everyone, peace. All right. Well, that is our NG English show for today. We hope everyone enjoyed listening to that. You can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and now Spotify. You can search "ng ingwen" or you can search on IG "ng English I C R T." And don't forget to tune in every Wednesday morning from 6:30 to 7, and Wednesday night from 9 to 9:30. We'll catch you on the next episode. Bye bye. 好啦，今天的节目就到这边告一段落啦，感谢各位的收听，别忘了订阅我们的 Spotify 还有 YouTube 频道哦。那喜欢我们节目的话，也要记得到 Instagram 到 IG 上追踪我们哦。如果各位有什么其他问题是想要问来宾的，也请欢迎在底下留言告诉我们，我们一定会想办法帮你问到手。好啦，那就下周在空中相会喽，拜拜。